The Fourth Wall, Episode 20, Ben Smith. You're listening to The Fourth Wall, a podcast that takes you beyond the screen or the page and brings you into our conversations with the creative people behind your favorite movies, TV shows, comics, and more. My name is Michael R. I'm the podcast editor here at Den of Geek, and today we're talking to Ben Smith, who is president of Captivate Entertainment, which is in charge of all things Robert Ludlum and Jason Bourne, including The Bourne Legacy and The Jansen Directive, which has Dwayne Johnson in it coming up in theaters, and the Jeremy Renner Bourne sequel that's also coming in the future. But right now he's got a TV project going on, Treadstone, which tells the story, kind of a prequel of the entire idea of a sleeper assassin, and it's airing on the USA Network starting on October 15th. And we wanted to talk to him a little bit about the show in advance of when it comes out to see how it ties in with the Robert Ludlum universe and what things we can expect to see in the show, as well as how it ties in with what we know as the Born cinematic universe, as it were. <laughs> so here's Ben Smith talking about Treadstone. Hi, Ben. Hey, Michael. I uh, just want to start off by asking you about the origin, because, of course, a lot of people are familiar with the Robert Ludlum novels, The Born Identity, Born Legacy, and all that. But uh, what can you tell us about the name Treadstone and what it means in the Born timeline for maybe those who are not familiar with the books? Treadstone and the timeline of our story? Yeah. Um, well, Treadstone, I mean, the mythology goes that in the 60s, this is referenced in the books as well, and somewhat in the films, but in the 60s, there was a, uh, a group called Silver Lake, Operation Silver Lake, which was a precursor to Treadstone. And in the movies, we called it Emerald Lake, but in the books, it was called Silver Lake. And then at some point in the early 70s, there was a Treadstone program that was a covert black op program that initially started as an assassination program when that was deemed um, by Congress to be outlawed. Um, so there was a covert program that was begun called Treadstone, and that was when that started. Our story of, of Treadstone starts in 73 um, when we have an agent who has been captured by the KGB in East Berlin, and he is put into an experimental program called Cicada. And that's John Randolph Bentley, who's played by Jeremy Irvine. And these sleeper agents that are known as Cicadas, presumably, I guess that name comes from awakening after a long slumber. So are we going to learn more than any of the films have told us about that program, and maybe even a little bit more for those who have read the books? Uh, yes. Um, and Cicada isn't referenced in the book. This is a, there's a lot of programs um, that are in the films, like Larks 3, which is mentioned in Born Legacy, and Outcome, where Aaron Cross, which was in Born Legacy as well, came from. This organization is, a, is another um, organization that we're finding out about now within the timeline and story of Treadstone which is Cicada. And yes, we'll be finding out a lot about this program and also how it seeds into the origin story of Treadstone as well. Now, you were, of course, a producer of the film franchise as well. What 
freedoms and limitations have been presented by taking this concept to the small screen? I well, this is a, a, a conceptually, this is something that I've been working on for many years, um, doing a Treadstone story. Um, within transferring it to television, there are things that we are still exploring in, in the born world. And while there, there is a conducive mythology in that things work together, um, there are things that you won't see in the Treadstone TV series. And there's things from Treadstone that you probably will not see in the Bourne films, although that they are concurrent. Oh, that's interesting. So is there a kind of attempt to make some tie-ins across the two in terms of having a unified universe of sorts? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And within the first, um, I mean, within the first, within our, our first episode, um, there are references for careful viewers um, that they will know that they're firmly within the world of Jason Bourne. That's always fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I did have the opportunity to preview the first episode and it looks amazing. So it's, awesome. uh, I think what really struck me is that it's so reminiscent of the movies and I kind of nailed it down to the fighting style and it's, there's more things than just this, but the fighting style mm -hmm. of the sleeper assassins seems very trademark. <laughs> what is it that you think makes your action sequences so unique and so recognizable to audiences? Um, well, we, we definitely have a, a grounded, we approach the action sequences from a, a grounded um, place. Our stunt coordinator and um, second unit director is a guy named Buster Reeves, who actually worked on Born Ultimatum. So when we were talking about doing action for the series, we definitely wanted it to be grounded. Um, one of the things that the, the Born identity and born supremacy and that the movies did, which wasn't in necessarily heavily in movies before action movies, is that each of our each of our action sequences has a very strong emotional core and an emotional through line. It's it's we, we don't take a break to have an action sequence. It's very much in 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 sync with the emotional journey of our characters that when what's happening with Bentley, when we see him enter into an action scene is furthering the story. Um, and that's something that Bourne introduced, you know, over 20 years ago, at least in, in cinema, in the cinema, which is having a very strong kind of emotional core. And that is something that we are continuing to do within our series. Yeah. And, and that's unique to television too. You can explore some of these character backstories and things like that. And since we have this story being told in different timelines, yeah. since there are a bunch of different characters, would you say that because it's a television sh series, we're able to explore several different cicadas in sequence of sorts? Yeah, absolutely. And I can talk about the multiple timelines as well, because we do have multiple timelines. We are following John Randolph Bentley in the early 70s, and we will continue to through this season. Um, in terms of the origin of Cicada and also how that seeded into to becoming a big part of how Treadstone began. So yeah, we will be following Bentley, and then we do follow a few other Cicada agents um, in season. The two that we meet in the pilot are Soyun and uh, Doug McKenna. One of the things I really like about the character of Soyun is that it takes place 
in North Korea, her awakening. So how did you go about creating that world that, you know, we Westerners don't know very much about? Um, we did a lot of research and um, our team, our production design team led by Gerald Sullivan, really, we all dug in. Um, so we found what we had, what what was in our mind's eye in terms of what North Korea was. And then actually what we found was very different. Um, there's a lot of colors. There's a lot of, of pastels. And that world is something that we wanted to reflect. I was able to spend time and have spent time at Langley. And we, we met with... Uh, we met with one of the head North Korean advisors um, at the agency. And one of the first things that he said to us, I think that it was the first thing actually, is let me dispel one popular misconception, which is that most of the people by and large that live in North Korea love living in North Korea and they love their leader. So kind of dispelling what our narrative was and actually what the reality was is something that we definitely wanted to pursue and to present because it it reflects more of a reality of what's in North Korea right now, or at least to to what we've been able to discover. And that goes, you know, as mentioned with our research at at Langley. Now, uh, big movies in general, but specifically the Bourne movies, always has an an international flair to it, an ability to go from country to country, especially in that genre of film. Were you able to achieve this same feel on a smaller budget? And if so, how, how did you accomplish that? Um, yeah, that was one of the, the, there was a few pillars that were very important to me in terms of doing Touchdown as a television series, um, action and having a, a, that a grounded action was one of them. Another was being able to travel to locations. So before we started um, day one, um, I built in a way to which we could, we could travel within the born world. There is kind of a travel log nature of it. And it's something that I know that I enjoy when watching the films. Um, and I know that our audience enjoys as well. So within season, um, yes, we were constricted to a degree by our budget, but knowing how important that was to kind of the Treadstone story, we all built away and we had, I, I wouldn't say that it was a guerrilla style of filmmaking, um, but we have a smaller crew and within the last like nine months of shooting, I've traveled 240,000 miles. Um, We've shot in Africa, we've shot in Taiwan, we've shot in Hong Kong, the Arctic Circle, Colombia, India, um, Paris, Amsterdam, Greece. Uh, This was a, we had a unit that was literally a traveling roadshow. So we had an action, a separate action unit, which was our second unit. We had a, um, a foreign unit, which was constantly on the road. And then we had our main unit. At any given time, we had three units shooting. Okay, that's actually, I was expecting you to say that you shot everything in Prague and, and cheated it to look like this or that city around Europe, but but you actually went those places, yeah? Yeah, we did. That's great. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate you talking to us today, Ben Smith. We're looking forward to Treadstone when it comes out on October 15th on the USA Network. Awesome. Thank you. A pleasure. 
All right. And that was a short one, actually, that interview, even by the fourth wall standards. And that's because in the middle of that interview, I asked him a couple of questions that ended up being kind of spoilery. So I had to edit those out. So this was a little bit shorter, but I think it was still very informative and really helped us get a picture of how this ties in with the beginnings of the entire Treadstone idea and the Cicada project in particular, which led forward to Silver Lake and things that happened in the Jason Bourne movies. So I thought that was a very enjoyable look behind the scenes, and I'm really looking forward to Treadstone when it comes to USA Network on October 15th. So check that show out. I've been able to screen the pilot, and it's quite good, quite exciting, action-packed, and it really lays the groundwork really well. So thanks you, thank you very much to Ben Smith for talking to us. But that'll wrap things up for this episode. Come back in two weeks for the next edition of the podcast when we'll break through the fourth wall once again to talk to another creator or performer behind the entertainment that you love. Remember to follow Den of Geek on Twitter and Facebook at Den of Geek US. My name is Michael R. And you can follow me at Mike Sci-Fi. Find more content at denofgeek.com. And thanks for listening. Join us again next time beyond the fourth wall. Oh,